I'm Tom Cavanaugh. And you're listening to the Flash Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Flash Podcast, your podcast for all things related to CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Baron Slash, The Flash. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B, as always, and with me is the geek-tastical, multiversal Amy Marie. How are you doing tonight, Amy? I am really excited to record this episode, especially because we have two super awesome guests. We, we do. We do. Do you have your coffee ready? I always have my coffee ready. Oh, I, I gotta check. I gotta check. Otherwise, you know... I mean, so otherwise the multiverse could break. You know, I'm just saying. You know, we there all the small pieces count. So, so like you said, we have two awesome guests with us tonight. At uh, first, we have one that was with us a few, a few not a few weeks ago, but a few months ago in the summer season. You might know him as the artist Odyssey Art Torch, but to us, he's known as Brian Roll. So, Brian, welcome back to the Flash Podcast. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming back. And also joining us is he, he's been on this podcast several times, and he's also another amazing artist. And he's, he's, he's our personal Lord that we know, and he's none other than Lord Meza. So Lord, welcome back to the Flash Podcast. How are you doing tonight? Very, very good. Thank you for having me back. Well, thank you for coming back. Uh, this, uh, this is exciting. I'm glad to have you both guys on. It's, uh, I li- you know, as you probably see on Twitter and Facebook, Twitter and so on, I'm love your work and so both of you you know something i will reshare i will you know i will obsess about it you know and in silence and so on because it is really dope so so thank you for coming back and uh, but before we go on we do have some brief not flash news but letters of super flare news so so amy and um, there's a crossover coming up and we had some new details so you want to share what the what we've learned in the past week or so yeah, what we've what has recently come out has kind of answered a question that a lot of us have been having for a really long time. We've known that this is going to be a four-series crossover, but at Comic-Con, the thing that I pointed out when I was live-tweeting was that Mark Guggenheim had mentioned that it's actually a three-night event. And we're going, three-night event, four shows, how's that going to work? Greg Belanti has recently revealed that it sounds like Supergirl, Monday night, will not actually be part of the crossover as a show. However, Supergirl, the character, Kara, she will intervene in the uh, crossover. So this is directly what he said in the interview with IndieWire. He says, we're really trying to run a single production across three different productions, but they're run as three separate entities. We have to figure out where we're borrowing one actor from where. We're trying to tell one cohesive story. Supergirl will participate, but the storyline doesn't actively begin there. There are some characters who show up in her episode, but the story begins with the Flash episode and goes to Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. We're just getting into designing the bad guy for it, and we start now, but it doesn't air until the end of November. So he says he says that they 
were putting the three scripts back to back and they have come up with 180 pages of material. It's literally a three hour series. So it might as well be a mini series is what he said in the interview. So essentially what it looks like they're finally getting down to and what they're revealing to us and something we've been wanting to know is it's going to be a flash arrow legends of tomorrow three night event, but it will include main characters from the whole Legends of Super Flareoverse, which we're really stoked on. Brian, Lord, tell us, I mean, I, I just, how stoked are you guys for this crossover? Wow. The, the crossovers uh, for me are my favorite, some of my favorite episodes just because it's so fun to see those casts interact with one another. There's, there's so much more, um, humor and and um, just like it's it, it's reminiscent of of when the Avengers in like in Avengers when they're all hanging out you know how everyone loved that scene and where they're you know talking about the hammer and they were just chilling out those are like the best parts so like when when they do these crossovers to me that's that's equivalent to that where you just get to see them interact with characters that they don't normally get to interact with like they're always the great in their own you know respective shows but yeah like. Having them all, and then now the added, the added um, uh, Legends of Tomorrow characters kind of intermingling. You know, you've got Heatwave now, who's a who's a, a good guy, or he's on the team, and so you've got that added kind of like, hey, you know, didn't we put you in jail? You know, you got the Flash cast kind of going. Really, he's a good guy now. You know, so it's it'll be fun to see what happens. I just can't wait to see Diggle's reaction to Supergirl. Oh, oh my god! Very true. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I mean, he oh, still man. can't get over the Flash, so I mean, Supergirl's and gonna... then, like, what about a time ship? What when a wave rider shows up? Diggle's just gonna. Hey, what about Martian Manhunter, a green little alien? It's also true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his head's gonna explode. Yeah, helmet. It'll keep it all. <laughs> oh, that helm! Oh, that new helmet! Uh, because you know, God forbid, there's any privacy in Canada. So you know, thanks to paparazzi, you know, we sort of now look know what Cisco's new helmet for Diggle looks like. Uh, but yeah, that's probably gonna explode when he sees a green alien, a flying girl, uh, a time ship. Uh, heat wave is good, and I'm sure he, you know, Flash is gonna do something to make him pass out uh, again. <laughs> But uh, I mean, I mean, I'm glad we're getting kind of some. I mean, it still sounds like it's it's you know it's a four part crossover in some ways, you know. But the way I'm start the way Greg is talking about it is that it almost sounds like Supergirl is, in some ways, like we're we're gonna see, the you know the the letters of flareovers, you know, through her eyes that she's kind of like you know the guiding you know like the guiding eyes throughout these three episodes, which I you know I kind of I kind of like uh, before she becomes you know permanent part of the Legends of Super Flareoverse. Um and uh yes, this doesn't make this doesn't change anything in the difficulties of making the podcast crossover for December, which you know, because we there's gonna be four podcasts with like eight hosts, so we're still writing work on that. But um who do you guys think the big bad will be? Who do you want the big bad to be? Dark side. Oh you're going <laughs> you're you're going big, Amy. You're going big. Wow. Uh hmm I'm wondering if they're, if they're gonna if or what point they're planning to introduce the Legion of Doom and if this is gonna be the one where they kind of you know like reveal all of them working together in concert. But yeah, I, I'm 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 assuming it's gonna be someone who's already maybe introduced into the into the world. So 
but Dark Side would be kind of amazing. Yeah. I feel like it'd almost be too soon, though. Yeah. Well, also because of the movies, is in some ways too. The, yeah. the Legion of Dooms would be. I mean, that sounds completely logical, but the way he, the way Greg Berlanti said something about we're designing the bad guy for it, it doesn't uh, sound like it's going to be the Legion of Doom. Sounds like it's someone new to we. I did read some interview. I think I, mean, I will. I will need to look this up later. But I think I read an interview where he said that. The big bad will be someone that is only for the crossover. He's, in, you know, he or she, whoever is introducing crossover, and they will be done after the crossover. So, well, that's I'm, like a spoiler alert, right, alert right there. Good guys are gonna win. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously they were gonna win. I mean, either way. Uh, I mean, who did? Musical who, episode afterwards. Of course. We oh my! Oh my God! That <laughs> that's gonna be so much fun but you know what here's who i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be the anti-monitor and i think this version of anti-monitor will have some sort of ability or some sort of take on where he can actually merge universes because i think that's what the whole crossover is all about i don't think flashpoint will necessarily have car in it afterwards i think it's gonna be something else that brings her into this universe and something like the anti-monitor you don't have to use dark because again i mean i think Dark Side would be dope on TV, but knowing that Justice League is going to introduce them next, he's I think he's going to be in Justice League at least the first one in some capacity. I can see the Warner Warner executive be like, you know, no, 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 we need to cash on him first. Then you can play with the leftovers, um, you know, which is kind of I think how I think they're thinking. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's three months away till we find out how this all how this is all going to work, how this is all going to play out, and. Yeah, I mean, I'm stoked. I'm ready. I'm so ready for this cross. I mean, I'm just ready for all these shows to come back. Uh, and yes, that m- includes Era in some capacity too. Uh, but um, but yeah, I don't think there's any other Flash news uh, for this week. Um, but I'm sure in traditional sense, there will be probably some big piece of news that breaks right after I release this podcast because Hollywood hates Andy. That's just the way it is. Tuesday nights, it's not a good night. It seems like everything gets like revealed either tuesday night like late tuesday night or like early wednesday morning or something like that exactly when yeah like that's how tom felton happened and keenan lonesdale and the wally west costume and i'm like <laughs> why why I, I try so hard to cw in hollywood um but amy what are we what is our main topic for this week's episode tonight's episode is an episode that i've been looking forward to doing for a really really long time time Tonight, we are talking about Cisco. We're going to go over everything that happened. Well, not everything, but we're going to talk about Cisco's development through season two, our favorite things about Cisco. We had better have a really good discussion about all our favorite moments between Cisco and Harry because those were just the best. And talk about what we're kind of hoping for in season three. Get them talk about the vibe, talk about the reverb. So I'm super stoked, and I think we should just dive right in. So we're going to go around the table real fast. We'll start with you, Brian. Just give us your general thoughts on how you felt that Cisco's character development can developed over the season, his character as a whole. When you look back onto season two, what's the first thing that you think when it comes to Cisco? First thing that comes to mind, he's he's my favorite character on the show, uh, and I, I just look forward to when he's on screen because uh, Carlos Valdez is fantastic in the role. I think that. Um, you know, I, I feel like <clears throat> in the first season, he could have gone wrong very easily. He could have been very, very stereotypical, 
oh, he's the funny guy, you know, the smart funny guy that is kind of awkward and blah, blah, blah. But uh, Carlos gives Cisco so much depth and and just so much complexity that um, he's just fantastic. Um, you know, he's he's got his, his fears, he's got his... Um, you know, strained relationships with his his family. Um, you know, he's he's just he's fantastic. Lord, what about you? What's it come down to with uh, Cisco this season? With Cisco, I just enjoy his humor, and I I feel like he's he's us. He's the nerd. He's the the pop culture geek though that's on the team. That you know, you, you gotta love. The references that they, they have him do, and and everyone's reaction to his references, like he's he's just like I feel like you know yeah he's he's the me like if I had to if I had to say who which character best best represented me on that cast it would most definitely be Cisco and I, I think I think a lot of a lot of the fans of the show also identify with him you know so so for me it's like when it comes to doing the illustrations based off of the episodes, like he's like 80, 90% the, the go-to guy to, for me to be like, okay, I just have to pay attention to what Cisco is saying. And then I can pretty much do an illustration for the episode based off of his lines. So, <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's me. That's, that's, that's how I feel about uh Ramon Ramon. And Andy, what about you? I, I'm, I'm, I'm just still waiting for the day when Lord, you know, releases Cisco's costume, like whatever it's going to look like on the show. Because I just want to see Lord and also Brian's, you know, artwork off the, off that suit. Because I'm sure it's going to be like the one they have in the comics. Uh, no, but like for me, like I mean, I I can only echo what uh, what my what my fellow hosts are saying. Which you know, for I mean, for me, Cisco's always been the guy that can represent me because you know I don't have a lot of characters of you know my color, for example, on TV because reasons and uh, he i mean he is the family that we all are you know whether you're you know guy or you know boy or girl or whatever and he kind of you know in many ways is sometimes the eyes you know for the for the audience if we're the show because you know he you know you know we, we're seeing barry probably the same way he's seeing you know all these men of humans or whatever and um yeah i mean this season he's i mean he's one of the most well-developed characters throughout the whole series and i think this season was Mostly ups for him. I can't even think of one bad episode or bad moment. Uh, I mean, I'm sure as we discuss, maybe we'll discover something. But I've only enjoyed his his stuff this year, and uh, because he's you know really been fleshed out, and he you know he still he st- he still stays true to his character, but he also gets to add more layers to to it, and so on, as he is not only getting power more powerful, but he's also growing. But what about what about you, Amy? Well, that's what it comes down to for me is that Cisco has grown this season, but he's still the same old Cisco. Because, Lord, you're totally right. You can you can define an entire episode based on a Cisco comment. And Brian, you said it best at the beginning of of the episode when you were kind of talking about how DC we love seeing those those lighthearted moments, 
like when the whole Avengers team was together with the hammer. Cisco provides all of those lighthearted moments. He his interaction with Harry, the way that he interacts with the team, he brings such a heart and not a comic relief to the team. I hate using the word comic relief because that suggests that that's all he brings. And he's more than that, especially with the development of his powers. And we see that he goes through goes through a lot when he gets those powers and, and the, the trust issues and he's nervous that the team isn't going to, isn't going to accept him for it. And he's afraid of what he's been given. Um, so, Along those lines, let's kind of move on to to our next point of discussion. Something that I'm anxious to talk about is his relationship with members of Team Flash. The first thing that comes to mind for me is that moment where he was so scared to tell the team that he had these powers. And then when Harry tries to make it this huge big deal, the team doesn't think it's that big of a deal. Barry's just like, okay, well, why didn't you tell us? we're always here for you. Why would you think that was any different? So Lord, we'll start with you this time. What has been some of your favorite moments with any of team flashes members, including we'll, we'll count, we'll count Harry in this. <laughs> Maybe we'll just have a whole entire separate Harry and Cisco discussion. Uh, that, that, uh, just pretty much for last season, uh, season two, it was primarily, um, uh, Harry and, and Cisco's kind of, um, fraternal, ribbing of each other constantly you know that was that was i had a lot of fun with those two because you know there was uh just referencing the one where where like um cisco asked barry i think it was he asked barry and he asked uh um um caitlin Caitlin? like who's who's the best hacker they know and then they both answered uh they both answered uh, Felicity, and then he was like, "For real, you know." And then, and then from that, I I did the one where like Harry's like, uh, "You know, if it if it's worth anything, or you know, if it means anything, I think you're you're the biggest hack I know." You know, it's like stuff like that. You know, it's like there was a lot of good stuff that happened between them that I, I was that's that's you could, I could riff riff off of, and and yeah, it was it was always fun just just the constant back and forth between the two of them, where you know. You were you were wondering if they were ever gonna see eye to eye, and and I, for me the the best moment was at the very end of the season when Harry was going back to Earth too, and you know he finally called Cisco Cisco instead of the whole time calling you know the whole season calling him almost like he didn't earn he didn't have the, his respect yet to to call him by his first name or you know or like it was it was weird because throughout the season you just were wondering if. It was an Earth Two thing where he just wasn't getting that you know Cisco was a nickname and just he was just calling Ramon just because you know um, that's the way he was just calling people and that that was his way of not not really adjusting to Earth One. But then and then there's a certain point you're wondering, well, is he doing it because he just doesn't respect him, you know? And so at the very end of the last episode when he says he calls him Cisco, it's like you're like, oh wow, you know that was. It was it was a very uh, emotional scene for me, at least because it felt like you know there's this this understanding now between the two of them, this 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 respect that like that had been building throughout the entire season that culminated into that scene. So that that those have to be my favorite interactions with Cisco. What about you, Brian? I really enjoy the um, the interactions with with him and Caitlin, uh, kind of the brother sister. Um, they look out for each other and they, you know, they're there for each other kind of stuff. Um, 
I think that that adds adds a lot of of, of as you said heart to the the team and and everything else. Um, I also I also get a kick out of his interactions with Barry when they kind of like fist bump and stuff, just like you know, bros and and uh, uh, it's just it's just kind of funny to see you know I mean they're <clears throat> basically life and death situations and saving the world and all that kind of stuff, but they're still you know, basically 20 something year old guys, just almost like they're just hanging out, uh, having fun. So <laughs> hanging out, saving the world, MBD. Yeah. Andy, exactly. What about you? I mean, I, I can only, I mean, I can only repeat what, what they said about, you know, you know, him, him and Caitlin and him and Barry and him and Harry. I mean, we, I have talked in length about him and Harry. I mean, look, I mean, last and a few weeks ago when we were talking about Harry Wells and we had Amy Radcliffe, uh, I mean, look, we're, the fan fiction is on, you guys. Science and vibe. That's it. That's coming up between Harry and Cisco. So, uh, but something I loved seeing that we not we didn't see in every episode, but we saw it for a few times in the season. We saw this cute little friendship form between Iris and him. Um, you know, like there's that particular episode. Um, I think it's the Kevin Smith episode with the, the runaway dinosaur when they're kind of, um, you know, they're you know they're hanging out a lot together. And so there's that great scene when. What is it they call him? I girder? Is it just zombie girder? Because I, I I've lost track at this point. Zombie uh, girder. Zombie girder, yeah. And I remember, you know, when they're in the the morgue, because of course Starlight has a morgue, and uh, and they're going out, and he's going after them. You know, he says like, you know, get behind me. And she's like, no, you get behind me. And then you know, uh, which is actually where <laughs> uh, Lord made that awesome as Scooby Doo artwork of uh, of Iris's Daphne. <laughs> And I, I'm guessing Cisco was like, I don't know, was he supposed to be Fred in that in that image? Shaggy, I mean, Shaggy, I of course. I'm, Shaggy. The long sure. hair. I'm. How could I <laughs> take take two? He, you know, that he was supposed to be Shaggy, of course. And then you know we had Scooby Deer. So, um, so I liked that. I liked the fact he, you know, that he really he has a very um, special dynamic with each of the characters. It's not like just you know one and the same like with everyone because I think that gets kind of dull uh, and. Um, yeah, no, but I think I mean I think he, I think all in throughout the whole season, I think we just kind of get reminded of the fact that you know Cisco is in many ways one of the hearts of that team, and so I think that you know I think that, you know, you know I, I can't imagine the team without him or Iris or Caitlin or or Barry or any version of Harrison Wells because I'm sure we're gonna get a new one every season, uh, you know, which I'm fine with, you know. Uh, I'm sure Tom Kevin I would be fine with it as well. So, uh, but yeah, that's that was one of my favorite aspects of him with Team Flash this season. But what about you, Amy? I think for me, the thing that I like the most, obviously, every single Harry Cisco moment. I mean, I to prep for this episode, I went on YouTube and found a compilation of all their best funny moments. It's it's the best video ever. It just shows how they progress in their character, the characters between being just butting heads to realizing they could work together to totally becoming uh, bros, <laughs> like nerd bros. It was just it was the best. Um, but I think the thing that I really liked was seeing Cisco and Barry come together as sort of this mutual acknowledgement of their powers and as they developed it, it was good to see that really come to fruition. And again, that, and I pointed this out when we recorded the episode after the flash episode aired, just the fact that Barry and Caitlin didn't give him any crap for hiding what happened and, and, and hiding his abilities. It was just all about being supportive for him and let's think of a name for you. And that just speaks to how powerful Team Flash is. And I really, I 
appreciate seeing that and that level of friendship on television. I think that we need it and we need more of it in different TV shows. And I really, really, really appreciated seeing everything that, that they did for each other. So speaking of the, the vibe powers, can you, I, I'm, you know, we, we had the, the moment he had a bunch of different abilities. I mean, he could, he could sort of see the future and he could open up interdimensional rifts and he could As touch something and see someone like he had a lot of abilities. So, uh, Andy, we'll start with you. What was your favorite thing that he developed this season? And is there is there anything you would have maybe, I don't know, wanted to see different? Or just what's your general take on his vibe abilities? I mean, as someone who's, you know, been a huge fan of him from the comics, you know, since before the show, I mean, I was looking forward to see, you know, any of it, you know, like the, the, the vibe blast or him, you know, being able to tap into different breaches or universes and so on. I mean... Yes, it was super cool seeing him be able to tap into the Speed Force in the Kevin Smith episode. It was super cool to see him open up a breach and, you know, him doing all sorts of things. But I, I don't think I geeked out as hard as I did when when he shot, when he, R. Cisco, you know, shot his first white blast against Black Sire. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to see Laurel hurt, but I, I geeked out as F. I'm like, you know, that's what I'm talking about. And it only took 22 episodes to get there. And, and, uh, th- because that's something, you know, I think it's so cool. Like, you know, just visually seeing vibrational blasts come out of your hand instead of, you know, I mean, we're used to seeing them come through either objects, you know, like, like Pied Piper or seeing them come through someone's mouth, like Black Siren or whatever. But seeing them just being able, him just being able to create that was just super awesome. So that was my, I've been generally happy. I mean, I wish we'd seen it a little bit earlier, but I think, you know what? This is, this, this Cisco, this season was kind of an origin of his powers. So I kind of think the pacing was good anyway, even though if I wish that it had come sooner, but you know, better late than ever. So, um, I, I mean, I've been, I've been happy with it. I think it was, they took, just enough of episodes to deal with it and i'm sure he's still going to be learning some stuff in season three but um no i think they you know our men and his visual team and also the writing has just been it all comes together as a as a perfect pie perfect pie i've Is never that, heard that uh, no, that, that's a, i i'm not good with expressions i mean <laughs> <laughs> i kind of like it though it sounds tasty yeah, like you take different ingredients you're like you know you need you know you need to have the bowl you know the perfect bowl or you know and you need to have the perfect you know ingredients you need to have the perfect chefs you know so it it makes sense in my head i'm sure it makes sense now now i want now i'm thinking like what if we what if we make the analogy lord messa's fantastic cookies from (laughs) fan fest no just because now i'm getting hungry so i i even regret that i even brought up pie (laughs) (laughs) all right uh lord what did you think about all of the vibe abilities i I, i'm a big like comic book action guy so i really I really enjoyed when he was actually reverb and he and like they showed someone who really had a grasp of his abilities and being able to to like project the the you know his vibe blast. I I, I liked how um, he I liked how reverb kind of he he was alluding to to Cisco that like you don't even know the you know just the half of what you can do you know so. For me, that that I'm more in, in, in anticipation of of, of Cisco really um, embracing and and uh, exploring the things that he can do because uh, uh, they made it sound that um, you know there's a lot more to come and there's a lot more abilities that he has yet to tap into. Um, I enjoyed when he was um, 
having his visions and, and being able to, but it felt like, it felt like, uh, um, I'm more of an offensive guy. So I liked, I liked when he was able to kind of, um, um, tap into it and, and like use them in, in a fight, which, you know, he seems, it seems like he'll be getting more involved this upcoming season. So, so that's, I'm looking um, forward to more of that. Brian. I think, I think my favorite moment of the, the powers might actually be season was it season one um when you got the first glimpse of killer frost um i think that was that was pretty exciting just like uh you know at the time it just seemed like a cool little easter egg but um you know so <clears throat> for me that was the fa- my favorite but i i do uh i do agree with lord i think that it's it's cool to to see them develop and, and, um, as kind of see reverb almost as like the, um, the end line, the, the goal for where, uh, Cisco can actually take his powers. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how they develop again this, this season and, and, uh, get stronger. I, I agree with what you guys both said about how seeing, reverb kind of gave us the pinnacle of what we can expect to see with vibe. I just hope that there's a little bit of a distinction, but you guys are totally smack on with all of the, uh, what you're saying. I think for me, obviously the opening up an interdimensional riff thing, totally awesome. I, I liked that his abilities played into everything that was going on with the season really well. It would have been very, very frustrating. I think this season, if we had all of this earth Two stuff going on and didn't have someone to orchestrate their conversations with earth Two, So it made his powers and his abilities made sense for the story. And I really, really liked that. And overall really liked what they did with his character. There were some points where it almost felt like maybe, I don't know, like too much time was spent on, okay, let's figure it out. How exactly is it going to work? But I guess we spent all of season one literally just teaching Barry how to run faster and move faster. So, you know, spending a little bit of extra time so that Cisco could figure out how to basically communicate with another universe. Long run, not that big of a deal. Andy, what about you? What were your thoughts on Reverb? Reverb, I'm, I'm still pissed they killed him off so soon because I think at least one or two more episodes would have been fun have seen reverb in some capacity but just like with death storm who was just really fire someone with a black jacket i'm sorry but he's supposed to be blue uh but uh and then killer frost you know sadly reverb didn't last for long either so uh but i like that the, the few minutes we got of him was pretty neat because he you know just seeing carlos valis getting to play someone different from himself but still kind of the same character but you know from a different per- direction i guess and uh, i like the word you know the, sh- the, cl- the clever use of reverb and um yeah i mean it was fun i mean but again it was just it sucked that he only had like you know two minutes of screen time and then he was killed off <laughs> thank- thanks zoom by the way thank you <laughs> yeah i agree i did kind of miss reverb in general but you know we got a good idea of of what of the powers that cisco possesses all right now, this is the part I've been looking forward to talking about all episode. You guys have to pick. I'm not going to pick. I want to make you guys pick <laughs> your favorite Cisco moments or scenes 
or episodes. Actually, that's not true. I am going to pick, but uh, um, I have to see what all you guys say, so I pick something different. So, Lord, let's start with you. What was one of your favorite moments with Cisco this season? Um, uh, I mentioned before the last scene, uh, or the, the the scene at the end of the season between uh, Harry and uh, and Cisco. Uh, I enjoyed um, I enjoyed the scene where. Uh, they, uh, her, him and Iris, the whole, uh, you get behind me, you know, that, that stuff was great. Um, and I liked the, the whole, when him and Caitlin had to, uh, dress up as, uh, had to cosplay as, um, as, uh, Killer Frost and, uh, and Reverb, that was, you know, all that stuff was fun because they were all, they're all, you know, they're all classic Cisco, but they all were like different, um, you know, different different facets of his personality, and you know, with, with the Harry scene, you got to see something a little bit more, you know, um, uh, emotional. With uh, with the um, with the cosplaying scene, he got to be, he got to tap into like, you know, it, it was Cisco pretending to be, you know, reverb, you know, like trying to be this evil, tap into his evil side of himself, and, and being all snarky, and then. Um, and then the, there was the whole him trying to be brave and, 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 and like, you know, protect Iris when in actuality he's the one that, you know, needs the protecting or, you know, she's the one that's, that's more capable of, of protecting him, you know. So those three, you know, felt like they were different sides of the same, you know, of the same person. And, and they did a good job of just, like, showing that in, in those instances. Brian? Um, going back to my my enjoyment of his relationship with, with Caitlin. I, <clears throat> I thought the, um, you know, when he was kind of afraid that, uh, the earth one, uh, or earth prime or whatever you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> uh, Caitlin was, was kind of heading down the path of turning into killer frost and, and, you know, he was kind of just letting her know that, you know, he's there for her and all that kind of stuff. That was, I thought that was really sweet. And then basically any, any episode where he gets to name a villain, um, is fun. Um, uh, I can't remember which episode it was, but when someone else named it and he was kind of like, that's actually not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of begrudgingly accepting that someone else can name it for once. Um, so I, I just enjoy that. I love I love his kind of commentary when they're um when Barry's in the field and he's kinda in, in Barry's ear talking about stuff too. Andy. So you guys you guys are all listening to this. I'm literally just checking them off. I'm like, okay, got that one covered. Got that one covered. Got did that you, one covered. Did, did you write out a whole list before this ep- episode, Amy? Like uh, I literally just went through Lord Mesa's um Instagram page. <laughs> Uh, there's been a, one of my all-time favorite moments, and I have never laughed so hard in front of my TV screen. Was when Cisco Ramon out of nowhere puts on Rickroll to Pied Piper as a way to torture him. I could not sit still for twenty minutes after that because it just felt so. I mean, I don't know if it was meta exactly, but it was like I've never seen a TV show use that song, but in the right way because you're supposed to use that song as torture because it is just. WTF. I cracked up so hard. And tied with the moment when he literally says, bye Felicia to reverse flash. And I'm like, this 
mean, I need to marry this man. He 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 is so perfect for me. He gets he he he, he gives all the best shade. He he knows how to mess with someone, and he's also just really techie and geeky. So those were two of my favorite moments. But I also love when they when he and Barry and Harry went to um, Earth Two, and he and Cisco and Barry was just geeking the f out because you know or you know t- being terrified when they saw um oh god and the guy that they were ho- trying to use as one half of firestone when um ronnie had died and they saw oh he's he's good here and then i don't know it was he was hilarious when they were exploring earth 2 i i miss earth 2 and um and yeah i mean yeah, anything with Heron and Cisco. I mean, that's my OTP ship. I'm gonna write like a whole, you know, look. <laughs> Fifty Shades, Fifty Shades of Darker, you know, go F yourself. My trilogy is gonna kick some whooping ass when you know, when it's done. Uh, so, science and vibe, you know, just be just be ready for it. Amy, what about you? What were your fa- some of your favorite Cisco moments or scenes or episodes? Unless we took all of them from your list. <laughs> <laughs> you did take quite a few off the list. Mine are just little things. Like, I've already talked about how I really love the moment where... Cisco was being very open with everything that happened and he was just being very vulnerable to the team and the team loved him all the same. I like seeing his development with with Wells grow. I agree with Lord. I think a lot of my favorite moments have to do when we get to see the diversity in Cisco's character and um, Carlos Valdez's portrayal of it. Like one of my favorite moments is just random. It's when he's slurping his coffee and Wells is like, <laughs> don't, don't slurp it. Don't. And he just... Like it's so good, but then you go to the moment. I think it was. It might have been that same episode. A little bit later on that season, when Cisco's trying to train Harry how to be Harrison, how to be Reverse Flash. No, direct him. (laughs) Cisco the director. Hmm? Cisco the director. You know his. Oh gosh, uh, that's right. Can you even imagine? (laughs) But and he 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 has that one line. The Cisco you know, I've always ever thought of you or you're the closest thing to a son or something like that. And I just, I don't remember the line, but I remember Cisco's reaction when he hears that. And he, it's, it's in the reverse flash Harrison Wells voice, just seeing that moment of remembrance and kind of uh, almost not, not PTSD, but he's being taken back to that moment where he died in a different universe, but he died and it was that huge betrayal. So we get to see that huge side of Cisco and we see him find a way to get beyond that with Harry, which is very powerful. And that's something that I'm, I'm going to miss this next season. If, if, if what we're theorizing is right and flashpoint, well, not just what we're theorizing. If what we've seen is really true and, and Cisco has become this completely different character, then I'm not worried that we're going to lose his fun little nuanced anecdotes that he does, his funny little moments. But I feel like we're going to lose all of that character development that we've had. And we've all talked about how much we enjoyed seeing him and Harry get to know each other and create this really cool relationship. And that's the only thing I'm worried about this season is that we're going to lose some of that Cisco that we've all come to know and love because it seems like from what we've heard from all of the rumors coming out in the trailers that Cisco is the character who has changed the most. So Brian, have you have you seen the trailer and seen kind of the, some of the stuff that's coming out about Cisco being this pretentious billionaire? 
Yeah, I'm not happy about that. I, I hope that it doesn't last very long and that something resets and, uh, <clears throat> you know, either Barry goes back to something. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I don't – I want Cisco to be Cisco. I don't want him to be uh, this other character that they're showing in the trailers. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Lord? I was under. I was assuming that that was just going to be like a, like a flash, like a temporary flashpoint version of him. Yeah, that here. like, that like it was just going to be for just that episode mm-hmm. or whatever, however long he's going to be in this flashpoint version of uh, of uh, his life, and then uh, once it once he fixes it, this is just so much that there. It's such a drastic change that I feel that. That they, they wouldn't. wouldn't do that to it, us. Yeah, it would be. A, it, it'll be like a fun playground for him to play in. But in the end, they'll they'll you know they'll bring it back to the Cisco that we all know and you know obviously love. I hope so. What about you, Andy? And now I'm processing some of this new information because that that that's totally not what I had seen like imagined at all. Like I mean, I was on like what Lord was saying that it that. I mean, obviously, there's going to be major repercussions and changes forever. I mean, all the producers have said the same thing. There will be changes that will be forever. Some things are going to be... I mean, some things are going to be changed. You know, maybe some characters will come back from the dead. And maybe some history will be a change and stuff like that. I think... I mean, look. I asked Carlos Valdez a question at Comic-Con. I asked him, like, are we going to see his family come back this season? And he... He took his. He struggled uh, first to answer that question because he indicated that something. We're gonna see his family again, but there's gonna be something that triggers something big for Cisco in the season, uh, which has me think that he's gonna. You know, we're gonna see him back as you know, you know, the engineer for Star Labs and whatnot. Like he's not gonna be a billionaire for like the rest of the series. What I don't think we're seeing that at all because I agree with all you guys are saying. That would be a huge weight of character development for, for almost three years now. I think we're going to see him be, you know, the rich playboy billionaire for you know, four or five episodes, you know, but however long flashpoint, you know, Barry being the flashpoint verse lasts until he gets out to, you know, this new shape universe. I actually think that in flashpoint, in the flashpoint verse, I actually think that Cisco is secretly, a superhero. I don't know why I'm just getting that because there's a st- like okay. Bruce Wayne vibe. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce Wayne vibe. Who, who, who's Bruce Wayne? I don't know who's who's, who's Bruce Wayne is. There's no Bruce Wayne in this universe, Amy. Don't be silly now. But 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 he got it from he, he got it from a comic book. Uh, but th- there's a shot in the trailer where he's making sort sort of like protein smoothie, and I'm ca- kind of thinking, now who would who, who would need that? Like you know, average b- billionaires or. Secret yes, a, a, a pretentious billionaire would totally do that. He or, would have like a personal or, trainer. Yeah, tra- trainer. But you know what? Maybe, what if he needs it because uh, during the night he's actually a superhero? I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm just well, guys. This is just Andy. This is just Andy. You need protein to be a superhero, Amy. Don't be silly now. I, it, 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 it says so in the one-on-one. Be how to be a superhero, and that is all out there. You can buy your copy right now. No, but like I think that. He's secretly a superhero, and that, I mean, I don't, I mean, guys, again, this is just a theory. I don't know. This is literally one of the things that I don't, don't know anything about with the scene. I don't know anything about what's happening with Cisco. Hopefully, gonna get a suit, and that's what I think it will happen in Flashpoint verse. But no, I don't think we need to be worried about 
losing the Cisco that we've come to know and love. I mean, I think some things will obviously have changed, but I think in the end, he will always come back to what we all love about him, which is his big heart. So, but I mean, I don't think Andrew Kreisberg and Zach Stentz and Greg Berlanti and Jeff Johns, all those amazing writers would be foolish enough to just throw away all of it. But obviously, because this is Flashpoint, this is one of the biggest comic book stories of all time in DC, something is probably going to be changed with him drastically, but I don't think we're going to lose everything we love about Cisco. But he's probably going to be like maybe, I don't know, like maybe he will have a little bit of a grittier side to himself, but... But no, but I just want to see him become Vibe finally, and I want to see him, you know, fight alongside next to Barry, and and yeah, and then also, you know, eventually you see him in on the other DC shows, you know, you know, be a superhero with the other heroes, and I want to see him and Vin, Win, and uh, Curtis, and uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, um, all the uh, Win, uh, Win, Curtis, yeah, mm. yeah, and Cisco, maybe, maybe Ray. And Ray, all the like, all the techie nerds and so on, just get together and just like, like I don't know, like sit for like you know sit for three four days and just like have like a their own little convention about tech you know technology and geek stuff. So, um, movie movie night because they all. <laughs> oh my god! They would go through all of Star Trek, all the Star Trek shows and movies. They would go. They through go through Fringe. Fr- they would. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Forty six and. 10. That's what Amy. That's a rule in the flashback. We need to. I need to write down every time Amy mentions Fringe because in season two <laughs> she mentioned Fringe a lot, which you know it's not bad. It's all. It's you know it's it's fun and cheek. But uh, they will watch Fringe, Back to the Future, Star Trek, all the Star Trek, all the seven hundred episodes or whatever how many there are. And uh, yeah, I mean, and if and if any of the writers from any of these TV shows are listening, go ahead and take our idea and make it happen because we wouldn't mind it at all. Uh, but what about you, Amy? <laughs> You know, I, I I agree with what, what Brian and Lord said. I am a little bit concerned. I know that, that Flashpoint isn't going to be long-term, but even even just having the repercussions stick around, um, I don't know. We're going to have to see where it goes. I think, honestly, the thing I'm just missing is is the Harry uh, Cisco thing. So we don't we don't know what's going on with, Har- with Harrison Wells, and there's a very good chance that this Flashpoint-verse is not going to have any sort of connection with Harry from Earth 2. I mean, why on Earth would there be? So we'll have to see where well, things go. I just hope that eventually we get back to back to the Cisco we know and love. I mean, it was, it's like what you said in the beginning that, you know, that one of the things that you loved so much about Cisco this year was that he was fleshed, he was developed, he was, you know, like he, he made progression and so on. And in, in many ways, Flashpoint could be that too for him, that it is, I mean, it is forceful development, but it's still development that could be either for good or bad. But you know, but Amy, as someone you know, you've read the comic, you know, you know that in the end, when we come back to this new reality, the characters haven't changed that much from who they were in the past. It's mostly in the Flashpoint verse that they're different. So, uh, I mean, again, I get, I get all of your concern, y'all. But in the end, if we remember what the Flashpoint story is all about, it's, it does go back to itself. In, in, in the end, it's not so much about changing characters. It's it doesn't more about, though. It doesn't completely fix it. That's why there's a whole new universe that's created after Flashpoint. Things are just slightly different. So we'll have to see what what is just slightly different. That's the rebirth storyline going on right mm-hmm. now. Is that? No, it's it, it was, was New Fifty Two. Oh, New Fifty Two. Oh, yeah. Oh, I Although that now was... isn't rebirth kind of undoing the New Fifty Two? No, no, no. It's yeah. not. No, no. It's not. A, no, no. It's not a DC rebirth. Is not a reboot. I mean, you know, Jeff John. Jeff, re, 
Jeff Chan doesn't like the word reboot. So it's more about kind of going back to not, not retconning anything. There's no reboot because they haven't done it. it. Everything is still the same. You know, the only thing that has happened is spoiler alert if you haven't read it. Wally West from the pre fifty two verse is now he comes back into this new universe. Now there's two. What? Wally. There's new. Just kidding. Oh, you gave me a. Uh, Lord, that's not nice. That's not nice, Lord. I actually didn't know that. Uh, Amy, I'm sorry, but you know, like we, I mean, it's been out for months. It's true. Oh. I just haven't had time to read it. So yeah, yeah uh, the Flashpoint universe creates the new 52. So it is, it is, a, it is a different universe. So I would guess we'll probably see the kind of thing where he, Cisco goes back to being his normal Cisco self, but also has billions of dollars, which would be great. He would be like single-handedly financing Team Flash because at this point, do we really know where they get their money? No, we have no idea. How well, are they buying all that big belly burger? We have no idea. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> who is paying them? Like, okay, season one was the mystery. Season one was the mystery of who's feeding the metahumans. Season two, how are any of these people making a living out of working at Star Lab? There's no, there's, there's no one packing that. Oh, I thought the second question is where they're going to the bathroom. But yeah, okay. Look, if they have a morgue, <laughs> they must have bathrooms. <laughs> they probably live know. at those, Star Labs. Those cells are pretty small. <laughs> They look comfortable though. <laughs> you know what? They, they've been they've done crime. They need to pee in a bottle. Period. <laughs> they look like they put an album in there because it looks like a looks like a sound booth or something. So yeah. maybe that's where all the musical that's where the musical episode will take place. All in cells. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Lord Mesa just unraveled a major plot point for the musical crossover. <laughs> it will actually be taking place in the pipeline because that's the most. I mean, that makes sense. It has the best acoustics. <laughs> oh, yeah, the all acoustics. characters will be seen holding the headphones up to their ears. <laughs> I mean, in the comics, I mean, Black Canary did. She had her own rock band for a while, so maybe Katie Castle will be putting together a rock band or something. I don't know. There you go, the Black Sirens. It all comes to oh, the Black Sirens. Oh my God! <laughs> hey, we could do. We could totally do. Uh, they could open for Time Suicide, which is uh-huh. the uh, band that we've got going on on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Does it involve Ooh. Rip Hunter? Yeah. Rip, <laughs> okay, then it's not gonna last for long. No, no, but see, Rip, Rip doesn't really do anything. He's that band member oh, that mean- we just keep telling to give more cowbell, but then you mute him. <laughs> Oh, so he's a manager. <laughs> he's just, he's just, he's not involved. Rip's involved, but he's not involved. Um, but does anybody else have anything you guys want to share about Cisco besides the fact that we all love him uh, emotionally? <laughs> no, just, well, you don't uh, love him physically? Looking forward, <laughs> no, I'm just looking forward to his, his arc and, and, and where this new season is going to take him. And, and uh, hopefully, you know, uh, um, we will get to see him in suited up because that's that's the last that's almost like the last piece of the puzzle now is to to see what he designs for himself. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, if he has the, he has the vibe glasses, so I mean, he needs to get a con. I mean, I will be pissed off if we don't see a sketchbook at some point from him where he's made different costumes for himself because that is totally what Cisco would do. He would sit and draw sketches of his own costume till he finds the perfect one, and if it's not included there, I will have. I will have a um, rage out on Twitter because it's in his character to do sketches and so on. I want that scene, like that, uh, like that scene from Lowe's and Clark to New Avengers Superman when he is trying, you know, when Clark is trying on different outfits, uh, you know, playing, you know, playing to the song. Oh, oh, what yeah. if he asks Win for some help? <laughs> no, I want this to be something he does on his own. Plus, when I don't, I mean, 
I mean, in, I mean, look, I, I love Jeremy Jordan and I love Wynn, but in many ways, Wynn is kind of a, like a slight Cisco ripoff for Supergirl. And I don't mean in a bad way, but it's like they're very, very, very similar. Yeah, except that uh, Cisco's not in love with Barry. <laughs> How do we know? Well, not in, uh, I don't know. <laughs> love t- takes, t- takes, takes life in many shapes and forms, Ryan. Okay, well, not romantically in love with Barry, then. He loves I'm sorry, him how did this conversation get to where it's at right now? <laughs> it's, it's, it's late, Amy. That's, that's, just, that's just how it works. We, we get into random I, topics. But it's still about Flash. So do we think Cisco's going to get a haircut this season? Oh, good look for a bit. No. Like, look, I know that everyone, like, freaked the F out when Felicity from that. Not Felicity, it's not about Felicity from that. The Felicity TV show when she cut her hair off. Like, apparently that there was some sort of, like, like the half of the world died when she cut off her hair. I'm going to die if Cisco cuts off his hair. So, I forbid it. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, like... Just like uh, just like uh, Kit Harrington, I feel for the guy if if it's in his contract that he can't cut his hair. Uh, so you know, if Carlos feels like he needs you know at least a trim or something, you know, let the guy let the guy uh, get a haircut. You know, it's I can't imagine you know the money he has to throw down on hair products. I just remember another Cisco moment from that. It was from the crossover when he was talking to Fia about like you know you, um, they were talking about you need a better superhero name. And he's like you know you're just jealous about my mad mad conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> this conditioner game is on point. <laughs> that was, I think, that was ad lib, by the way, because it looked like Willa Holly was about to like crack her face open because out of laughter. <laughs> Amy, do you have? I wouldn't be surprised. Amy, do you have any last words about Cisco? I just love him. I love Cisco. I love Cisco and Harry. I'm gonna miss him and Harry. Harry better come back because Cisco and Harry was the best thing ever. Also, if you just ever need a like, you're having a down day. Just go find YouTube compilations of Cisco and Harry being Cisco and Harry. It's the best thing ever. They need a, a shipper name, a strictly platonic shipper name. But I think that that wraps up our main discussion. So real fast, let's go around the table. Lord, where can everybody find you online if they don't already know who you are? Uh, online, you can find me at my uh, website, my my. Not recently uh, launched website, but uh, beginning of the summer, um, it was it's at uh, lordmesa.com. You can also find me on Instagram at lord underscore mesa, uh, Twitter I'm just Lord Mesa, and on Facebook uh, I have a Lord Mesa art page. So I, I couldn't I couldn't get that. It was it Lord Lord Mes- Lord Mesa dot com yes. lord mesa instagram lord-, <laughs> <laughs> lord underscore mesa at instagram and uh lord mesa on uh twitter and lord mesa art on facebook he's basically awesome you guys you should yeah. check him out same with brian brian i i um i saw i met you first time last year at heroes villains in san jose i don't even know if you you knew at the time that we met but i think we've had this discussion where we're like Oh, we've met. That was cool. Your so where can nobody him. find you? Uh, <clears throat> were you the one that was periscoping or something? She yeah. Was. Okay. Yeah, that was that was unsettling because I didn't at the time I didn't know what periscoping was. <laughs> <laughs> you were uh, alive. You're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, sorry <laughs> no it's fine it's fine i mean if you did it to me now i'd be like oh yeah periscoping sure i know what that is um well what about snapshot do you know what that is yeah i know what it is yeah i don't do it but i know what it is Same uh, here. 
Yeah, so you can find me uh, on my website, uh, odysseyart.net. That's O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y-A-R-T dot net. Um, Facebook is Odyssey Art. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are both Odyssey Art Torch. Um, Although Instagram I don't use all that much, so you're better off looking other places. (laughs) All right, Andy, where can everybody find you online? Uh, people can find me online uh, on Twitter and Instagram under Andy Babacht. And Babacht is spelled B-H-B-A-K-H-T. And, and especially, you know, guys, if you're if you're Instagram users, I'm almost at 300 followers. So feel free to give me a follow so I can get up at a number. Uh, on Facebook, I have a public Facebook page at Andy Babacht Official. And uh, yeah, I'm, all, I'm the TV editor of Heroic Hollywood. So head over to HeroicHollywood.com for all your latest superhero, comic book, and pop culture news and reviews uh, in TV and film. And uh, I also run a Marvel website called themarvelport.com and you can find it at marvelport.com. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, Amy, if you want to do the, the Flash podcast plugs. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vine, and Periscope at The Flash Podcast. Please, if you like the podcast and are listening on iTunes, leave us a nice five-star review telling us about how much you love us. Also, feel free to write something in there because we totally read those. If you want us to, I don't know, read some interesting gobbledy goop, uh, I would be totally happy to do that. Gobbledy goop. so, I don't know, something comes up and you're like, okay, so Amy said that if I wrote something, I want her to say the bee's knees and sit, I don't know, come up with something funny and I will totally read it on there. But only if you leave five stars. One stars don't get me to read Gobbledygook. And be nice also on your review as well. If you Maybe Gobbledygook, but not the goop. <laughs> yeah, we, we only accept goop. All right, last <laughs> thing you can find Gobbledygook us. Gobbledygook is a, an oxymoron, isn't it? Is it? Oh. Interesting Gobbledygook. Yeah. What is happening? Right. <laughs> possibly. I think it depends on the context in which it's being used. <laughs> That's true. That's certainly possible. Mm. You guys can also find us on Stitcher Radio, as well as listening to us live on The Mix, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also find the entire DCTV Podcast Network at dctvpodcast.com, and feel free to email us at theflashpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to in- to email us uninteresting gobbledygook. I will also read that online. Gosh, that's fun to say. <laughs> For those of you who are like, gosh, this girl talks a lot, and you want to hear more, you can find me on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. You can also find me leading tours at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park and on Twitter and Instagram at Amy underscore Marie 97. So that will wrap up our fantastic episode with Cisco. I am super stoked that we got to talk about this tonight. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much to Brian and Lord Mesa for coming. You guys were wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For those of you who have not seen their art, please, please, please go see it. Uh, check out their pages because they are incredibly talented. Both of them have very different styles, but both of them are just equally talented. So thank you guys for coming. Well, thank, thank you for having us. All right. All of our love from the Flash podcast to our listeners and to everybody who joined us. So we will be back next week and we will have Lauren back as well. And we're going to have a really fantastic episode. So from everyone here at the Flash podcast, I am Amy Marie. And I'm Andy B. And we'll see you next week on the Flash podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm.